What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Raw Roundup. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. Back for another Raw during the Triple H era. Another great episode. Super, super fun to watch. Super fun to analyze. I'm excited to talk about a bunch of this stuff. Before we get into the segment-by-segment details here, though, I first want to give a little love to someone who left a review on the podcast, uh, Mike Bro, B-R-E-A-U-X. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but either way, I appreciate the the review he left. He said, internal debate, five stars. Ryan's debates are awesome. Might sound crazy, but I go back and forth in my head with Ryan to just have some debate going down on how we think about these things. Great show. Hey, man, appreciate you saying that. I'm glad you do that. It's weird to not have someone to debate back and forth with on these topics. I'm still getting used to doing these solo podcasts. And since I don't have a co-host to argue with, I'm glad that you debate with me in your head. I appreciate it. But let's get into the show. This was another good episode, like I said, that began with a promo from Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. Bailey says, we deserve a women's division that is hungry and then questions how she was the only one who noticed the talent in Dakota Kai and EO Sky. She gets so worked up during this promo. <laughs> she even flubs Dakota's name a little bit by calling her Dakota Sky. And I loved how she reacted to this, the way she just kind of like threw it off, you know, played it off and made it seem like it was something she meant to do all along. It was one of those things where you got to be really good at talking on the mic to do that. You know, sometimes when <laughs> I'm in an interview or doing this podcast, sometimes I'll say something that I didn't mean to say. And in your mind, you get so uh, stressed out about it. <laughs> you get like, oh no, what did I do? I'm going to sound so stupid. I messed everything up. But when you're a pro like Bailey, you can kind of play it to your advantage, especially when you're a heel and you can kind of blame it on the crowd and get them to then boo you because of it. And then you're going back and forth with them. It really shows how much of a master of the mic that Bailey is uh, Dakota takes the mic afterwards and says that she'll show up that they're going to show everyone tonight what Bailey saw in them by winning their match in the women's tag title tournament. Um, brackets were put out for that tonight. The real surprising team in that one is Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark from NXT. Unexpected. Um, not sure if this means we're going to get a call up for both of them, one of them. Neither of them, but I do think that Nikita Lyons, even if she's still fairly green and fairly fresh and doesn't have a ton of experience, is someone who stands out, is someone who demands attention, and I wouldn't mind seeing her on either show. Same for Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark is super talented, um, has proven to be someone that is worth watching in her time at NXT, and I definitely would see no issue with her being brought up as well. I think both rosters could use a stronger women's division. And so either one would be good for that. Um, So Dakota, Bailey, and Io are interrupted by Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair who make their way to the ring. And after some back and forth on the mic, Bailey challenges the trio to a match at Clash at the Castle. I apologize for that notification sound in the background i didn't mean to throw you off and whatever you're doing i hope it didn't make you think that you got a notification and you didn't get one but now my phone is on silent so don't get mad at me now i'm, I'm I, I just silenced everything i just silenced my computer too to be safe um bailey and company 
Uh, like I said, they they challenged the trio to a match at Clash at the Castle. Cla- Why am I having such trouble saying that? Clash at the Castle. The match is accepted, leading to Bianca and company attacking Bailey and her crew. They brawl into the crowd, and Alexa hits a sweet-looking crossbody off the barricade into this new faction. Simple, well done, effective. I like the show starting off with this story to make it continue to feel important as well. No complaints here. I also think that Alexa seems to be moving away from the dark stuff. She's kind of acting more like a normal person. She did not have Lily with her. Not sure if that's because she was going to be fighting in the crowd, but definitely something to keep an eye on. If they are they getting rid of Lily, that'd be a big change to everything that Alexa has been doing. Seth Rollins versus Angela Dawkins took place after that, and there was a sweet-looking spot in this match where Montez Ford has Seth Rollins distracted, and when Seth Rollins turns back around Dawkins, he gets pounced over the desk. I really liked that. At one point, though, Montez's jokey ringside antics get serious. And after being taunted by Seth Rollins, he gets into the ring with a chair to attack. The ref intervenes, sends him to the back. And at this point, Dawkins has to handle everything on his own. But man, Dawkins is just like, I don't know what, like if they told him like, all right, this is your moment. But like lately, man, the past like few months, dude, he just like, he just like kills it with every single opportunity. And, and, And I think that, like I've said before on here, the two, he and Montez Ford have, such strong singles potential and you can see it in a match like this like the cartwheel he did was just like was was just <laughs> very impressive out of character for him no pun intended uh and and I just like I, it feels like the handcuffs are off a little bit with almost every single performer on the roster in the ring and they're they're being allowed more freedom to do what they want to do it, it it appears and and man it's showing this was great 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 showing from Dawkins gets two near falls on Seth one with that twisting double arm suplex and one with a D'Lo Brown special sky high but Seth eventually gets the win with a pedigree yes I said it a pedigree a little nod to Triple H there I liked it very good match good match Dawkins came out looking strong Montez Ford was entertaining in the time he was there. Seth Rollins was his usual great self in the ring. Um, can't complain about this. I really liked it. I thought effective all around. I'm not really sure if they are transitioning into... It seems like they're maybe transitioning into a Seth Rollins versus Montez Ford program. And I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I like that they're kind of testing the waters with... Street Profits doing uh, singles runs without breaking up. This is exactly what we wanted to see as fans. We didn't want to see them break up. We just wanted to see them get a chance to shine on their own and still have fun together. So I'm really liking what they're doing here. Mysterios and Edge backstage. Edge reassures them that he has their backs tonight. Dom, though, Dom is not buying it. He looks pissed from the spear he took last week and eventually pushes Edge, seeing a little fire from Dominic for once. Uh, Ray says they've known each other for 20 years. He tries to calm his son down, but Dom says, you've known me for 25, and walks off angrily. We'll get back to that shortly. Backstage interview with Miz and Ciampa. Ciampa dedicates his win later tonight to the King Harley race who trained him 
And then he points to a Harley race robe on the wall. Two weeks in a row where Triple H has had nods to wrestling history and not necessarily just WWE history, but wrestling history. We're seeing wrestling history on the show again, and I realize it's it's a small thing, but it's one of those things where we as wrestling fans enjoy. We enjoy seeing something besides just the Attitude Era talked about uh, in terms of flashbacks or nostalgia um, there are other people who weren't just part of the Attitude Era that were that were important parts of wrestling history. Harley Race, without a doubt, one of them. So really, really cool to see some love to Harley Race on Monday Night Raw. After that, we got Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Owens comes out looking re-energized and angry as he immediately attacks Ezekiel. Drops him quick and then puts him down. With a powerbomb on the apron. A little throwback to NXT Owens. Signifying a new badass Kevin Owens has returned. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. This is something that we've been wanting to see since 2015. This is what I think. we're. I think this is the run. I think we're finally going to get the Kevin Owens run that he has deserved for a long time. He can be one of the top guys. He can be the top guy on a show. He has he, there's a reason Stone Cold wanted to wrestle him in his return match it's because he's one of the best on the planet Kevin Owens is an amazing wrestler and he's one of the best when it comes to just being a total anti-hero badass and even if it's a heel Kevin Owens I don't care I don't care I just want to see this version of Kevin Owens and we're finally getting the Kevin Owens that we've been wanting to see for a while, and I realize I'm I might be being I might be getting a little dramatic based off of two segments, but even Kevin Owens said it himself later in the night, so I, I don't think I'm being that dramatic in thinking that we're finally getting the run that we've wanted to see from Kevin Owens for a long time. I mean, the match ends, you know, with this power bomb, and then he's literally just laughing at Ezekiel being put on the stretcher. Now, I had been wondering what would happen with Elias excuse me, Ezekiel, in the Triple H era. Uh, as fun as the character has been, doesn't quite seem to be the type of character Triple H will be pushing in this new era. It seems almost too comical. And I'm not saying they're going to get rid of all the comedy in WWE, but this one was a bit ridiculous. And I enjoyed it. It was fun, ridiculous. But I could see them phasing this character out. So having Owens take him out did make the most sense. Will we get Elias back? Maybe something else? I'm interested to find out. I am definitely interested to find out. Maybe we get Elrod and it's the best version of this person that we've seen yet. I'm not sure. But what I do know is I enjoyed seeing badass Kevin Owens again. Not TV show host Kevin Owens, but badass Kevin Owens. Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio took place after that. But there was a promo beforehand where Priest challenges Edge to a match in Toronto. In Toronto. You guys hear me today? This is, I'm, I'm all over the place here with my pronunciations. Promo beforehand where Priest challenges Edge to a match in Toronto later this month. Dominic is missing as Ray is preparing to come out, but Ray tells Edge to stay back anyway. Now, before we get into what happened in this match, let me take a quick second to show a little love to my sponsors. Listen to this commercial, and then we'll be back talking about the rest of the match. All right, 
rest of the match time. Damian Priest uh, interferes behind the referees back during the match, prompting Edge to come out, even though Ray told him not to. And he brawls with Priest into the audience. Ray eventually gets Balor in position for the 619, but Rhea shows up on stage with a beaten Dominic. He's all bloodied. He's all scratched up. The man went through some stuff. This distracts Ray long enough for Balor to get the win. Um, I, I, I brought this up before on here, and now in watching this segment, I, a piece of me thinks that this is all going to end up with with Edge back in Judgment Day, like I, like it's either so it's like I don't know is Edge still part of Judgment Day? Is Dominic maybe working with Judgment Day on Judgment Day now? Excuse me, is Edge still part of Judgment Day? Maybe Dominic's maybe working with them, and this was a swerve, or I don't know. Rhea could just be a beast who manhandled Dominic again. I don't know. Uh, either way, though, like. I, my spidey senses tingle here when I watch this. I can't help but think, I can't help but think that Edge is somehow looking to rejoin the group somehow. I, 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 I can't put it together. But I just like a piece of me goes. There was even a look tonight where when Dominic didn't trust him, Edge had this like real untrustworthy look behind Ray's back, and I just. Yeah, that's that's what I'm leaning towards. I think that somehow this ends with Edge rejoining the group. It's where my mind's at. It's where my money's going towards. I don't know how they get there, but that's what I think is happening. Dakota and Io Sky versus Dana Brooke and Tamina took place after that. Tamina was looking like a badass in this match, even in the promo beforehand. Just felt like a like a more confident Tamina than we normally see. She was like stepping to, to everyone and acting, you know, like the, the veteran she is. And then in the match, she was a little more unhinged than usual. I even liked her challenging Dakota to do something when, when they both were tagged into the match. Um, just, yeah, I, a good showing from Tamina here. I don't know I don't know what this new spark is, but I, I felt like a even newer mean streak. And I, I realized that that's her whole thing. There's no one meaner than Tamina, but... <laughs> Uh, it just felt like an even newer mean streak, and I was digging it. Dakota and Io Sky pick up the win. A big boot in the corner, moonsault combo to advance in the tournament. This was a solid start for Dakota and Io in the tournament, and also like Dana and Tamina came out looking good too. No complaints here. Uh, now something. This is when things you know I got excited, but but something interesting started here. So Owens gets chased down in the parking lot for an interview. Now first. This was awesome. Uh, uh, this promo he cuts here, very good, and it ends with him saying, I'm Kevin Owens, and I've been gone for a little while, but I know there's more eyes on this show now than there's been in a long time. So tonight was the perfect opportunity to remind everybody that this is still the Kevin Owens show. I wrote down expletive yes in my notes here. Uh, that's how excited I was here. Like I said earlier, Kevin Owens said it himself. I think this was a, a nod to the fact that, yeah, yeah, Kevin Owens has been you know on WWE TV, but this this version of Kevin has been gone for a little while, and now it's time to remind everyone what he's all about. Hell yeah, love it, love it, love seeing Triple H take all the former NXT champions and try to restore them to their former glory. 
it's very reassuring as a person who was a giant fan of NXT in its golden era and ha- has been a fan of Triple H's booking. And it's it's great to see almost a course correction happening. Now, thing I was talking about, in the background of this interview, there was a car crash scene. You can see Dewdrop and Nikki Cross, excuse me, Nikki A.S.H., um, over a car that's like smoking, there's confusion around it. And honestly, when I was watching this, I thought it was just gonna, it was just, a, it was just a mistake, like that they didn't realize this was happening in the background. But no, that it, that was absolutely not the case, and we're gonna get to it in a little bit. But first, Lashley versus Champa for the United States title. Champa makes his entrance wearing the Harley Race robe, which looked cool. Uh, Lashley busted out a brutal looking back elbow at one point. Also cool. Uh, Lashley hits the spear, but Miz puts Ciampa's foot on the rope. This prompts AJ Styles to appear out of nowhere with an attack on the Miz. Now Ciampa tears the padding off the turnbuckle, but Lashley pulls him off of it. Miz and Styles run back in the ring, distracts Lashley, and it allows Ciampa to throw him headfirst into the turnbuckle. Thought this was going to be the end here. But it doesn't. The match doesn't. And Lashley kicks out. Excitement ensues. Myself included. I thought this was the end. Very believable near fall. Very cool how they did this. Made you think Ciampa was about to win. But Lashley uh, eventually. He, so he counters the fairy tale ending after this. Almost, get, almost gets the hurt lock in. But Ciampa reverses it into the Gargano escape. Made me think we might see Johnny Gargano tonight. But we did not see Johnny Gargano tonight. Lashley powers out of the Gargano escape and eventually hooks in the Hurt Lock to get the win. What a match. Despite the loss, Ciampa still came out of this looking great after standing toe-to-toe with a former WWE champion. No shame in this loss at all. It was competitive. It was entertaining. Uh, It was exactly what you want to see out of a TV title match. Well, excuse me, U.S. title match on TV, not the TV title. That's not a thing anymore. But just a lengthy, competitive U.S. title match on Raw. Enjoyable wrestling. Just wanted to see a good wrestling match, and we got a couple of those. I'm I'm enjoying just getting to see a couple good wrestling matches on top of stories. That's what I want out of my WWE. It's what I want out of my sports entertainment, and I'm getting served well in the Triple H era. It's also said that uh, Miz and Styles will wrestle a no-DQ match later in the show. Almost versus two local wrestlers takes place after that. Squash win, not much to analyze. Same with this next part where it's uh, an interview with Riddle is teased for next week. And then a brief backstage segment with Seth Rollins where he talks about being the gatekeeper of WWE and says that Riddle is good at ruining things. And if Riddle has something to say next week, so will he. After that, we got Chad Gable versus Dolph Ziggler. Two former collegiate wrestlers trading pins maneuvers. Simple but different. Ends with Ziggler reversing an angle slam and hitting a super kick for the win. Um, not sure if the theory Dolph Ziggler story has been dropped. But nonetheless, I really enjoyed this. You know, I always kind of... Uh, com- one of my complaints is... In regards to the in-ring style of some of the superstars. I sometimes feel like for too long the 
it, for too long, it was want, the powers that be wanted the the talent to all kind of wrestle in a similar style. And to me, one of my favorite things about wrestling is is seeing the clash of different styles. So for me, you know, when you're seeing a clash of styles, it brings out so much more personality from the entertainer and you know from the wrestler and it. It, it, it draws you into the match more. And that's really what was happening with these two. It was like simple, you know, trading of maneuvers. But, like, it felt like a real competition between two guys who spent a lifetime wrestling on the, you know, in the, on the collegiate scene and, and you know, in, in amateur wrestling. And so, um, you know, nothing, like, too major happening here. But I just liked getting to see something like this. To me, it was enjoyable. Now, Alexa Bliss and Asuka tried to cut a promo backstage after this, but instead the sound was drowned out. But the car I was talking about earlier being towed, and then at one point, you know, because Bailey and her crew walk in, but you see in the background that someone rushes over to the security guards who are around the car, and then they go chasing off in search of whatever. Not sure what that is, but we'll get to it in a minute. AJ Styles versus The Miz. You know, one thing I've enjoyed in this show up to this point, and I even noticed it on SmackDown as well, is that the spots before commercials are finally being changed up a little bit. It's a small pet peeve of mine seeing it always be the same few things, like an outside dive. You know, it's like you literally, when you, if you're watching Raw, if you're watching WWE long enough, you could spot the commercial spot right when it happens. You're like, you see it, and you're like, oh, they're going to commercial right now. I could literally walk out of the room right when I see it, because I know the commercial spot (laughs) just happened. But that wasn't the case on this show, wasn't the case on SmackDown either. Um, I, You know, in this one, uh, this match specifically, you know, there's a part where they're standing on the announce table and Miz shoves AJ Styles off the announce table and he goes flying into the crowd. Simple, different, but I just like that I didn't realize the commercial was about to hit. Made me feel like there was more of a, a... chaotic energy as the as you go to commercial break rather than something formulaic champa interferes in the match gets put through a table aj styles goes for a phenomenal forearm but gets hit with a chair and a skull crushing finale i thought that was going to be the end of the match there but styles eventually gets the win as he's celebrating uh you can see in the crowd the you know while excuse me while aj styles is celebrating you can see in the crowd that security is stopping someone from jumping the barricade. Obviously, this is the person who got in the car crash earlier, who the people, you know, security guards were running after. Um, something is happening ringside. AJ is like looking on, trying to figure out who it is. And finally, the person lifts their head up. And it's Dexter Loomis, who was released from WWE um, not that long ago. Um, and, you know, Someone who had been a you know who had been on NXT for a while, and, I, and someone who a lot of people were fans of, and I think that people were so he was one of those names that people were confused by the release since he had been someone who was on WWE TV consistent, excuse me NXT TV consistently, but you know in in the Triple H era in the 1.0 era. So yeah, I uh, I liked this. You know, I really liked this a lot. Um, commentary makes brief mention of you know how can, of, of what's going on, and they do mention Dexter Loomis, but it's not like fully you know divulged into. It's kind of like wait, is that Dexter Loomis? And then they go back to AJ celebrating in the ring. I like this for a couple reasons. 
I like this because it's nice to make the viewer feel rewarded for paying attention to subtle things in the background during the show. Triple H is all about playing with this in his produced scene of shows. It reminds me of like how he'd throw up the end of show logo at TakeOver, only to have something epic happen right after. Also, ultimately, it's just different, and different is good. We want to see new things, segments that feel like thought was put into it, and having a running theme throughout the show of something going on in the background as a way of debuting someone was new, was fresh, and I liked it. Very simple, but new, good. You know, that new is good. Different is 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 something I like. I want to see something different. And, you know, we've gotten so many vignettes to hype, you know, someone is coming or, you know, something along those lines. Um, this was different. This was like, you know, he plays a crazy character as it is, a silent, you know, kind of, you know, psycho basically. And so to, to debut him by having him be in the background was kind of smart, I got to say. It was smart, and it made me want to see what's going to happen next week. And that's what I want. When the show is over, I want to be looking forward to next week. I want to have things that have been going on, running stories, more than one story that makes me want to tune in next week. And that's what I have going on right now. We've got more than one thing happening on this show to make me want to tune in next week. We've got everything that's going on with Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eo Sky. They, you know, they hyped something for Seth Rollins and Riddle next week. We got Edge and the Judgment Day and whether or not he's still part of the Judgment Day or whether he's actually trying to help the Mysterios. We got Ciampa, the follow-up to him being awesome in a match with Lashley and how they're going to follow up on that. Kevin Owens, we got the return of an of a badass, angry, re-energized Kevin Owens. Is Ezekiel gone? Like I'm just looking through my notes and there's so much that that I'm that I'm looking forward to to getting the answers to next week. We got more of a women's tag team title tournament. There's there's things happening and I am happy to be along for the ride. All right, I'm done. This week's raw roundup is in the can, but until the next one or until Friday's SmackDown roundup, make sure that you are subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find Out of Character every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's where you can also find clips from Raw and SmackDown and a bunch of stuff in the community tab. We got we got YouTube Shorts going up of this show there's lots of stuff happening on the wwe on fox youtube channel so make sure that you're subscribed there also to those of you who are here in the podcast feed you rule i appreciate you getting this far in the show if you're still listening to me but if you could you know if you could if you could do me a tiny little favor i only ask one little thing of you and that's to leave a rating or a review in whatever podcast platform you listen on if you're on spotify just click uh, the stars. Give me a five star. Hook it up. Hook it up with five stars. Uh, if it's uh, Apple you're listening on, you can do a review as well. I appreciate those. And I read them on the show as you heard at the top. Also, make sure you follow WWE on Fox on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. We're on TikTok, baby. Took me a while to, to make that happen. We're there. We're on TikTok. And we're posting TikTok. So make sure you follow WWE on Fox there. Not just show clips, but also, you know, fun little TikToks on trending sounds. 
I think you guys are going to enjoy it. All right, I'm done here. I need to get some rest. I need to get some rest. I got a WrestleMania party to go to later this this week. I got stuff happening. So we'll be back here on Friday for the SmackDown Roundup. Until then, though, you have a great week. Yeah.